Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we've got a crazy entitled parent story of somebody wanting another person to cut their hair. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, child slams controller on floor and parent brings in chopped receipt then complains because she can't return a broken controller. This recently happened while I was working today. The cast is entitled Mother and Actually Nice Kid. Now, Nice Kid was actually a really good kid, and I see him sometimes on his bike just looking at the games in store. He broke the controller because he got mad at the game he was playing. Now, on to the story. I'm just sitting at the counter finishing a transaction for another customer, and then Entitled Mother walks in. I dread her appearance. She waits around while I finish. When I finish, she comes to the counter, digs in her purse, and pulls out a literally destroyed mess of paper. I didn't even know what it was until she told me. She digs around in her purse, hands a receipt. I say, can I help you? She places a PS5 controller on the counter saying, I want a refund, it doesn't work. I said, I'm sorry, can you explain what doesn't work with it? She said, my nice kid said he broke it. Me, internally annoyed, said, can you explain a little bit more? She said, I just did. I want a refund. I say, okay, just give me one second. I grabbed my laptop and opened DS4 Windows. I plugged in the controller to the laptop and opened the controller readings tab. I checked the buttons. Okay. Triggers. Okay. Bumpers. Okay. Instantly, I saw the drift. The left stick was drifting to the left and some simple Q-tips wouldn't help. I said, okay, I see what happened now. I would refund you, but it's been more than 30 days, and the receipt is... I actually just stopped there because I couldn't describe it without unleashing heck. I said, I can still put in a request to fix your controller if you leave it here. We won't charge anything if we can't fix it. She said, I said a refund. I want a refund. I said, I'm sorry, but you bought the controller more than 30 days ago, which means it isn't cover... No, give me a refund. You will. I said, I'm sorry, I can't. She said, respect your elders. At this point, my dad steps in. The two begin to have a heated argument and he ends up kicking her out. The entitled mother said, take this witch. She flipped us off, so he threw one back. Dad said, you too. At the end of the day, she didn't get a refund, but since I lived near the kid, I ended up giving him one of my unused controllers. It wasn't in the best condition, but it was okay and he appreciated it. So, at least there was one happy ending. Also, I kept the receipt. I'm wondering if this takes place in like a little town or something, because it seems like OP was a little overly generous being willing to give a old unused controller. It feels like a place that has to be kind of tight-knit if like you see this kid or you feel comfortable enough just giving them something that you owned. I mean, did OP have it with them? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, I'm puppet mastering my in-laws, entitled parents, for the greater good of sister-in-law's child, and it's glorious. My husband and I are estranged from my in-laws. They're all grossly entitled narcissists in various forms. My mother-in-law and sister-in-law are two of the most narcissistic, entitled people I've ever been around. Their only goal in life is one, control, and two, criticism. They don't care about anyone. They don't listen to anyone. If they decide you're XYZ, then by God, you're XYZ, irregardless if it has anything to do with reality. 
After years and years of hating them, trying to plot the perfect way to shame them publicly and generally wishing them physical harm, I've realized from thousands of YouTube videos, you can never punish them because they don't care and they don't listen. But I finally found a way to use their evil for good and it's been glorious. Entitled narcissist people do not like anyone showing them up. It just so happens that sister-in-law's child, my niece-slash-nephew, needs help in this economy. Unlike mother-in-law and sister-in-law, I feel the older generation has an obligation to help the younger generation. My sister-in-law's child has many children. Sister-in-law stole her child's home and got it foreclosed on with fake documents, on top of physical and verbal abuse towards sister-in-law's child. They are god-awful people. After years and years of watching various Here's how narcissists work on YouTube. I've realized you can never get even with these people. You can't punish them. Go back to the two points above. They don't care and they don't listen. Entitled people don't like to lose. They are so entitled they will shoot themselves in the foot to be the winner. For the past two years, I've figured out a solution to force them to behave and compete. I first told my sister-in-law's child and significant other they hold all the cards as they have the children. Bam. No more miserable holidays at mother-in-law's and sister-in-law's house. Mother-in-law and sister-in-law have to go to sister-in-law's child's house now. And, like the entitled people they are, they will not miss Hallmark Christmas, TM. They're also not in control of that house, and sister-in-law's child is amused watching them being polite for a change. I have gifted sister-in-law's child money to make rent, major appliances, and I do a monthly Sam's order for basics and a $50 tip for whatever else they would like. I do this because I love sister-in-law's child and their family. My bonus is screwing with mother-in-law and sister-in-law, and both have stepped up to the plate. I bought sister-in-law's child a banging triple-dollar Bluetooth appliance set, mother-in-law and sister-in-law went out and bought a matching set for their house then gifted sister-in-law's child a refrigerator. Xmas was coming, and in anticipation of my gift, they gifted sister-in-law's child a very nice stove. Sister-in-law stole her child's house. She's committed many bad acts against her child. Her mother was involved every step of the way of screwing over her grandchild. Now, I make sure sister-in-law's child is taken care of in this economy. Mother-in-law and sister-in-law do not like that because it makes them look bad. I love making them look bad because sister-in-law's child wins every time because I'm not allowed to look better than them. I just love the canonical knowledge that OP has spent hours and hours researching narcissists, trying to find out exactly what makes them tick, their ideologies, the way they handle things, just so they can create some devious plan that is foolproof into forcing them to comply into being good people to their family members. It works in this instance, but you probably still wouldn't want to go on vacation with them. Our next story is, is there anything I can do about being stuck at home in the middle of nowhere with parents who refuse to take me to work or to the doctor? When I was about 17 or 18, I had a seizure and then never had one again to my knowledge. I've nearly passed out after some blood work a couple of times after the seizure, but no more seizures as far as I'm aware. A neurologist thought I may be having complex partial seizures, but after seeing a new neurologist and having an EEG done for several days, they concluded that I'm not having seizures and that the other neurologist was somehow confusing symptoms of complex partial seizures with autism and ADD, both of which I have. 
After I had that one single seizure when I was 17 or 18, I got my permit taken away. I've never been able to get my permit back so I can get a driver's license because my mom refuses to give me the documents I need to get that done and will not drive me to go to the places that I need to go to. I'm now in my early 20s. I'm very lucky that I was able to get her to take me to see a neurologist when she did, but after we figured out that I'm no longer having seizures and can now go through the process necessary to get my permit back, she just refuses to do it. When my parents sometimes do take me to the places I need to go, they constantly do things to make me mad intentionally. They'll poke me, blare their speakers to extremely high volumes despite me asking them to turn it down, and I mean extremely high, to where other cars could probably hear it. They do and say gross stuff because they know I'm easily grossed out, they make fun of me. I'm currently unemployed and basically cannot get a job because I don't have reliable transportation. I live in the middle of nowhere, close to a fairly dangerous road so I can't just walk or bike there or take the bus. I can't afford to pay someone to drive me and because I have autism I can't make friends who would be willing to drive me to work with them or something. I have multiple medical issues that I need to see a doctor for, but my parents will not take me to them. They just come up with all of these excuses which are obviously bull. While they don't actually say this, they seem to have an attitude of, I'm not taking you anywhere and what the heck are you gonna do about it? I don't know why they do this. I've spent so much time thinking about it, but I just don't know what the point is. Is there anything I can do? It seems that I've gotten incredibly unlucky with this situation and that there is literally no way out. To make matters worse, my mom sometimes talks about trying to get some legal process done to where she would have complete control over everything I do because I have autism, but I'm not really sure what she's talking about. Do you guys know anything about this and if so, is there anything I can do about it? Honestly, I think the advice for a situation like this is probably way above my head. People in the comments of this post even suggested other subreddits that might be able to give OP more advice. I'm just guessing, considering OP's situation, I'm willing to bet that there's some kind of legal or like non-profit service that would be willing or capable of helping OP wherever necessary. I wish OP the best of luck because to me it just sounds like their parents just want to do the bare minimum. Our next story is for anyone struggling having entitled narcissistic parents. About a year ago, I moved abroad to escape my family's toxic habits. I've come to terms that I'll never be able to fix what is already long broken. I've had hopes that I'll understand what my parents have done when I was younger, but as I grow older, the more it doesn't make sense to me. I haven't been in contact with both of my parents for the past three months now, and I don't regret a thing about it. A lot of people tell me that I'm an ungrateful child for doing so, but they weren't the ones who had to scream at the top of their lungs just for her father to stop beating up her mom. They weren't the ones who had to deal with a narcissistic, verbally and physically abusive mother. They weren't the ones that had to live with their predator in one roof because your mom couldn't stomach the idea of kicking out her nephew because he has nowhere else to go. I've gone through a lot. I think I deserve peace in life. I'm crying as I write this because I couldn't believe I made it out. I really did it. I deserve to heal. I hope whoever is reading this is in a so much better situation because I don't want other people to go through the same heck or much worse as I did. I think it definitely hurts to see people cling to the idea of trying desperately to find a way to validate the things that happened to them. 
it very well could be the case that their parents had something going on that made them act out or made them act in an irrational way or made bad decisions. But I love hearing people be able to move past it and start leaving that stuff in the past and not letting it have control over them. It's fantastic to hear OP say that they deserve peace and that they did it and that they're moving past it. Our next story is, Entitled Father Wants to be Part of My Niece and Nephew's Life. Background, my father was a drug addict who was also physically and mentally abusive and a narcissist. He abandoned us multiple times while on drugs, withheld food growing up, never had a job, and spent all of our money on alcohol and drugs. We've been low contact for the last five years, and most of us went no contact after our parental grandmother died a few years ago. The story, one of my 20-year-old sisters, 21, is pregnant. He found out after a phone call to my uncle who knows me and my siblings are no contact or little contact with our father, but didn't realize it was supposed to be kept from him. He figured he had already found out. Uncle has since apologized for his mistake. No hard feelings there. After our father found out, he called me and my siblings repeatedly, spare the youngest, 19, who has him blocked, for hours. As the family mediator slash his favorite growing up, I took the stand to decide to actually talk to him to get him to leave us alone. Blocking doesn't work with him, he just gets those apps that give you new fake phone numbers or whatever, so it's just easier not to block him to at least know who's calling. He kept talking about how he was so excited to be a grandpa, and he couldn't wait to meet my sister's child, and he's already told everyone he knows. When I told him that sister did not want him to be a part of her child's life, he blew up, saying that he wanted to hear it from her and that he wouldn't leave us alone until she said something. She was at work at the time and was texting me, freaking out. Pregnancy hormones have been kicking her butt here lately. My poor girl was stressing that she did not want to speak to him. I told him as such, and his anger turned into begging. He was saying that he deserves another chance when he's had plenty and that he won't freak it up this time. When I again told him that it's not even an option, he called me crying and screaming and begging for another chance. I did my best to remain civil, yet stern. I applaud myself for this, I'm not usually so calm, and hopefully de-escalate the situation. Thankfully, for the most part, it worked. At least for me and my siblings. He later started blowing up my mom and yelling at her and blaming her for not saying anything about it to him in the first place. That it was her job to keep him informed on all matters that involved his children, to which my mother told him that it wasn't her job and that if he was a better father, we would tell him ourselves and that he messed that up for himself. He also told her that he expected updates from her about his grandchild in the future. She then told him that he would never be a grandpa to my sister's child because he isn't even a father at this point. Go mom! My father's girlfriend later texted my sister asking for sonogram pictures of their grandchild. This is a woman that me or my siblings have no relationship with. We hardly know her despite them being together going on five years now, and none of us like her. She's very quiet and very dumb. Very dumb. The girlfriend then texted me saying that our father needs us, and we should be in his life because we only get one father and that he should be allowed in his grandchild's life that he deserves a second chance. Laughable, this would be chance 2000 if you ask me. And he's a better person because she's helped him change. I sent this to the family group chat where it was decided that I would tell her that neither of them deserve a chance with us or this child. 
They have no respect for us and constantly try to push boundaries that have been in place for years now. And no baby is going to fix their relationship with us. That they do not deserve to be a part of our family and that this stuff will no longer be tolerated, especially because of this child, and if they could be so kind, to never contact us again. She tried to guilt trip me one more time. I didn't respond, and it's been radio silence since. On a positive note, very excited to find out the gender in the upcoming weeks, and to have a new addition to my nieces and nephews. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. The family's looking forward to having a new member, and we couldn't be happier. Yeah, I definitely think OP's mom said it best. This guy isn't even a father. I mean, hey, kudos to them for being that passionate about wanting to be in this person's life, but if you're a piece of crap or you're... Nobody's gonna want you to be there. I'm a firm believer in second chances, even probably third or fourth chances, but like OP said, this was probably chance 2000. At some point, you gotta cut your losses. This next story is... My dad endangers my two sisters and mother. For a bit of background, me, 16-year-old male, has had troubles with my dad recently after he almost let my mother and sisters, I have two of them, die in a house fire. Here's the story that happened a couple of weeks ago. It was the 23rd of February and I was going on my school art trip for GCSE Art. While I was there in the art gallery, I got an urgent call from my nana saying that my mother's house is on fire and might explode at any moment. So once I arrived back at school around 1pm, I need to come straight home. So I said okay and then I panicked. My teacher noticed this and I told him the convo, so we called the higher ups in the school and my nana had already called them and I was allowed to go at 1pm. Then my dad called, I excused myself to go outside, 
He said, son, your mother is trapped in the house. I said, are you in the house? He said, no, son, I escaped. Feeling proud of himself. I said, dad, did you at least tell them? He said, no, she caused the fire. I said, did you tell my sisters? He said, no. I said, get the freak back in there right now, and I swear to God, if they die, I'll make sure that you'll meet the same darn fate. Dad said, I'm not going. I hung up the phone and called my mother. I said, mom, are you okay? She said, no, your sisters are trapped in the bedroom with the fire service trying to get them out and my arm is burnt right through. I said, what caused the fire? Mom said, your dad's extension overheated and there's a gas leak. I end the call. Now, an important thing to note, my dad is quite literally the equivalent as the captain of the Costa Concordia as he will put himself before anyone else. 1 p.m. rolls around and I go home. My Nana says that my dad didn't do crap to prevent the fire and he saw the extension smoking. Then, she says she's proud of me for telling my dad to get the freak back in there and that he called trying to get me in trouble. Yeah, that failed. Anyways, my dad gets arrested and my counsel lets my mother live in another house rent-free until the older house gets fixed. But before my dad got arrested, I said to my mother that if that house exploded, I would have murdered him myself. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody as uncaring as a person who says, Nah, they started the fire, so I'm just gonna leave them trapped in there. Bro, you escaped a burning building that might explode and you don't care about what happens to the rest of your family? I mean, just the whole nonchalantness of this entire story is just crazy. This next story is anti-Semitic Karen. I'm 15 and non-binary. I'm also Jewish and wear the Star of David daily. I was in a stop and shop yesterday waiting in line. A woman behind me with a 4 or 5 year old child asked if she could skip me. I turned around to answer her and her kid asked, Mommy, what's that funny star? I was going to tell the kid but the woman is quicker. She said, A bad star, we don't wear it. Now can I go in front of you or not? She said extremely passive aggressively. She was staring at me with daggers. She was wearing a really ugly blingy cross and had one around her purse. I was a bit surprised and said no. She said, why, because you're wearing a sinful star? Are you serious? She said obnoxiously loud. Everyone was staring at us weirdly. She tried to push her way in front of me, but I got to the belt first and checked out. While I was walking out, she was glaring at me. It wasn't as cool, but it was annoying. I hope you enjoyed my story. I have a lot more from growing up Jewish. I heard from my friend's mom that she continued to complain about me and said very anti-Semitic things and said she could tell I was Jewish, which is, um, interesting. I guess she knew what the Star of David was. I must admit I'm not really a religious person personally, but I don't see the point in being so aggressive or downputting about other people who follow other religions. To people who are passionate about their religion, this might be the worst way to describe it in their eyes, but if I'm a passionate, passionate fan of a certain sports team, and I see somebody wearing a jersey of a different sports team, I'm not going to personally attack them or try to put them down or treat them as a second class citizen. This next story is refusing to let me leave. I'm a 21 year old female who recently got a work visa in France and is supposed to be leaving in April. My parents and brother refuse to let me go, even though it's my right to do so. They've also taken away my USA visa and my passport. I'm literally exhausted and depressed on my bed and I don't know what to do at this point. I feel so freaking alone. Just wanted to vent, sorry. Call the police, literally. You might not want that confrontation, 
but God forbid, hopefully they'll step in here and say that you're trying to leave the country and they've literally stolen your documents and are holding you hostage. You could probably also get some kind of emergency replacement. Our next story is, Entitled Mother Wanted My Baby to Trap Her Boyfriend. Been sitting on this one for a while, and it was the tipping point that led me going no contact with my entitled mother. A few years ago, after dropping out of college and having to move back in with my entitled mother, financial reasons stemming from my mother, I found out I was pregnant. Five months pregnant, 19, and single. Scary, right? So I went to my mother and told her because I really didn't know what else to do. The first thing out of her mouth, verbatim, was, Oh, this is perfect. Can I have it? Obviously, I thought that I'd heard wrong or that she was just freaking with me because what the freak? But no, I heard her perfectly. She went on about how she thought her new boyfriend was going to break up with her and that since he was a widow, his wife and child had died in childbirth, he wouldn't leave her if she got pregnant. On the spot, she pitched this elaborately stupid plan of us hiding my pregnancy and then passing my baby off as her own, as if we didn't live in the same city as all of our family. Basically, I told her that she was crazy and we went back and forth for a bit before she threw a full-blown tantrum, screaming about how ungrateful I was and why I couldn't just do this one thing for her, and she stormed off and locked herself in her room where she promptly went on her phone and aired out my entire situation on Facebook. Well, within the hour, both sides of my family knew. My father, equally an entitled jerk but separated from my mother, showed up with his girlfriend at my door and informed me that they'd already set up an appointment for the following week with a local adoption agency, and that they knew I'd do the right thing, which I did by packing my crap and couch hopping with friends for a bit until I got on my feet. This honestly wasn't the worst thing my entitled mother has ever done to me, but it was definitely the turning point to realizing I didn't want or trust her around myself or my child. Anyways, I haven't really talked to or seen either of my parents since, and now have a charming three-year-old boy and a lovely fiancé, so life is much better. You have to love that in this situation, OP was in such a tough spot. They turned to somebody that they really otherwise probably would never turn to, realized that was still a bad idea, and managed to flip it all around on their own with some help from their friends. It's an awesome story of perseverance. This next story is, Cut your hair, my daughter doesn't like it. This is my second entitled parent story relating to air travel. Maybe it's my luck or bad luck perhaps. I'm a 34-year-old male with long, black, thick hair which almost reaches my upper torso, lower than my shoulder. Mind you, I've been taking care of it for over 18 months now and I'm very proud of it. And to be honest, from the back it almost seems too feminine. Well, I was traveling from Melbourne to Kochi, India, and had just reached Chennai, India to take my connecting flight to my hometown. I cleared my security checks and was waiting at the gate when someone just gave my hair a tug. I was surprised and turned around to see a little girl, nice kid, not more than 6 years old. She was put off when she saw my face with a beard and she ran away giggling and I didn't think much of it. Now enter their parents, entitled mom and nice dad. The entitled mother came rushing towards me and the conversation went something like this. She said, excuse me. I said, yeah, how can I help you? She said, are you queer? I said, I'm sorry, I don't have to tell you that. She said, then why do you have this long hair? Are you trans or bisexual? 
Me, surprised that this entitled mother knows these terms, said, ma'am, that's none of your business. The nice dad looks at me apologetically and says, honey, let's not disturb him, please, let's go. The entitled mother says, nice kid came to you thinking you're a woman and now she's traumatized by your long hair. I said, okay, so? She said, I demand you cut it. It's not masculine to grow out your hair, you expletives. Me getting a bit annoyed now, I said, what the freak? Can you just mind your own business and leave me alone? The nice dad said, don't embarrass yourself and make a scene, please, let's go. The entitled mother said, I'm not creating a scene. This R-word traumatized our daughter. I demand he apologize and cut his hair right away. The nice dad said, I'm terribly sorry, sir, about my wife's behavior. Me, at this point, I'm pissed but controlled my anger for the nice dad. I said, please take her away before I say something I regret. People started to gather around and ask the entitled mother to go away and mind her business, but she kept insisting that I had to cut my hair and be masculine. Finally, her husband somehow managed to drag the entitled mother away from me, with her kid being totally fine and distracted from what's happening. A few people sitting near me gave each other stares as to what in the actual freak happened here. Just for the record, I'm straight, but I just like my long hair. The nerve on some people to ask these kinds of questions. So, is this like a kind of a cultural thing? I have no idea. I don't know if like long hair on men is like frowned upon in India, or like just way less common, or like a weird thing. Is it solely just this entitled mother being way too uncomfortable about something that literally does not affect her and her life in any way? In general, it always really confuses me why people care so much what somebody does in private in their own bedroom. This next story is, I've been caretaking for my dad who's a narcissist. For the last month and a half, I've been caretaking for my elderly father as he's had some health issues. My mom passed away two years ago and my sister's not really on speaking terms with my dad right now, unfortunately, at the moment. I've been staying with him, normally I live about 20 minutes away in an apartment. He had an unexpected pacemaker surgery and was in the hospital for four days. Then he came home and was still feeling ill and ended up having pneumonia and went back to the hospital for another week. He's been back home, but during his recovery, I've been staying here, cooking all meals, upkeeping his house, doing all errands, appointments, grocery shopping. Recently, he had mentioned me potentially moving in. However, we then had some conflict several days later. He has control issues and narcissism, making me feel at times unappreciated. He also gets really obsessive about certain things and how he likes his house. On Thursday, we have a cleaning lady coming who comes every other week. Today, he mentioned about five different times that we need to clean up the clutter before she comes. I've been extremely confused because I've kept the house very neat and there isn't clutter. So this morning I questioned it and he said we need to move his pill case so she can clean there. Tonight, right before you went to bed, he then again said tomorrow we need to go around the house and clean up for the cleaning ladies. I didn't say anything except okay, but I made a face. He then told me not to make a face and that things need to be cleared. I then said that things are neat and again asked what he's talking about. He pointed to a section of the counter with my cough drops and I said okay to that and then to flowers on the counter that I received as a gift, he very rudely told me that he wants them gone. I said, what? They look beautiful and they were a gift and they aren't in the way. He basically demanded I put them away in my room. 
I then told him, don't talk to me like this, and I've given up a lot to be here and help him. He then basically sounded like he thought I should be the one to be appreciative to be here. He then told me, this isn't going to work out, move wise, and went to bed. I'm totally anxious right now because his control is inane acting, and I feel like this is going to continue into the morning when he comes downstairs. I would give him like one solid chance. I would lay it out, explain everything, how it makes you feel. If they can't work around that and they can't do any better, you're going to be gone because you don't have to put up with that. Literally do not tolerate that and don't let this person who probably led a life of steamrolling over people steamroll you too. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear some more crazy entitled parent stories, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.